Welcome to another JMJ Missions podcast. I am your host, Anthony McCullough. I am joined here by my co-founders or tri-founders, Daniel Palmieri and Rocco Tarabarelli. We are JMJ Missions. You can find us on pretty much any social media platform that exists, including Instagram, TikTok. Damn, what else do we have? YouTube. YouTube. Biggest thing. Twitter now. Pod- Twitter now. Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter now. So yeah, I forgot about that. Get the birds ready. We're on Twitter. So check us out there. The point of this podcast is we want you guys to listen to this, you know, when you're doing all kinds of random things. Maybe you're taking a walk out in the woods and you need something to listen to. You know, not everyone listens to music all the time. I'm pretty obsessed with music. I listen to it all the time, but not everyone does. A lot of people are getting into podcasts. Or if you got a long commute to work, you're driving to Philly, you got 35 minutes to go, pop us on. Or any major city that you're near. Yeah. Because there's people from all over. That's true. Not just people don't just live in South Jersey like us. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about why doesn't God talk to us? You know, where is he? How come we can't hear his voice? And a few tips on how to actually hear his voice. So let's pause for the intro song. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. great good song. song. Great I song. could listen to it all day, and I, I do listen to that all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, guys, you know I start with small talk on our podcast. And so what I want to talk about today is kind of our dialect. We just mentioned Philadelphia, and that kind of bleeds into the way that we talk. There's some words that we say here that don't sound normal. And I think the most obscure word that we say is the word water. <laughs> and now, if you don't live in our area, you might not even know what I just said. But what I was saying was water. <laughs> but here in South Jersey, we kind of take the letter T and pronounce it like the letter D. Yeah. So we say the word water or water, and it just sounds really gross, but that's <laughs> what we do, and we're proud of it. So I was just wondering, Dan, if you had any comments on like the way that we talk. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, obviously, didn't realize that South Jersey, we're from Southern New Jersey. It's like 20, 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And the Philadelphia accent, those two accents are very similar and almost the same. And I never noticed it because that's what I grew up speaking. Um, until like middle school, and um, I don't mean to make fun of this person at all because he was a great coach for so long, but the St. Joe's Hawks, um, if you want to hear a South Jersey Philly accent, man, the old coach of the St. Joe's Hawks, Phil Martelli, I, I remember one time I heard him speak, and I thought, he must be a really smart guy, but like our accent sounds so stupid. We sound so uneducated. Like, you know, he was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the coach of the St. The St. Joe's Hawks, and uh, no. I'm, I'm like, whoa, this guy does not sound educated for being a smart guy. That must be how I sound when I talk. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, yo, let's go get some water from the water fountain. Like, <laughs> water ice. Water ice. Like, yeah, like what? Yeah. So I always thought that our accent sounded very uneducated and just dumb. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, humbling for I, us. I always said water growing up. Um, but to blend in and fit in with society, I actually trained my brain to start saying water. Now it comes out like instinctively for me i just say water now oh so you're more refined i'm more refined you're more high class than we are yes i am and (laughs) i and i had to i had to train myself to to say now i just say water on a dime right yeah Yeah. right i actually train myself out uh, to stop saying water as well i say water most of the time however i didn't know and you told me this your roommate from staten island the way that we say our long o's Mm -hmm. is different it's the letter o so whenever we say words like moon and noon and food we sound different than other people. And the worst one that I ever heard... I didn't even know that. ...was, yeah, like one time I was with my roommate at Rutgers, and he's from Staten Island, so if anything, his accent's the bad accent. But I said the word phone. I said, I can't find my phone. And he was like, 
what did you call it? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I can't find my phone. And he was like, dude, say that again. And and then like he went and like was knocking on people's doors down the hall. And like I had to say the word phone in front of them. And they all laughed at me. And to this yeah. day, I still don't know why I say well, it wrong. Well, they, 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 they really exaggerate the ooh, ooh. Apparently we say like phone phone when everyone else says phone right or, or maybe i'm it. maybe i'm doing it really that, so like that was good like we like you know we own we like we own something like how right. i own Hoagies. rock and one-on-one basketball yeah right right mm-hmm. <laughs> and last one we say turn the tv on but they say turn the tv on it's like a h n really on. Ew. yeah Ew. we say off and on they say on Ew, yeah. interesting yeah. sounds like i think we're right we sounds should... like a chicago almost like you know what i mean yeah. like a wisconsin accent right you know? well know. You always got to go back to the spelling, and Dan, I know uh, you will use this <laughs> to my detriment. But how is on spelled? It's O N. It's O-N. not A H N. Exactly. The yeah. same way. Um, the same way. Don't what, bring Dan? up bagel. What is it? You said it's uh, bagel. How Me does Rock say bagel? I say bagel. Rock says bagel. Rock says bagel. Well, Rock, that's an E. That's like B E. What does that I know. Mean? Yeah, it's not pronounced. It's not spelled B E G G L E. Right. It's bagel. This yeah. has been. No, you folks this listening, this has this been is rock just being like not smart. That's, yeah, <laughs> just being that's rock. correct. And this has been a this has been a, a long term debate ever since I, like I would say grade. since like sixth grade. Yeah, yeah, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So another person who might have an accent, Dan, is little Danny. How are you going to teach him to speak when he grows up? Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get it out there. Okay. Um, I am now a proud father. <laughs> My son, firstborn, uh, is now eight. Not nine, nine days old today. He was born June um, 18th, 2021, in the evening. My wife did an incredible, incredible job. So proud of her. So I'm a happy, proud father. Uh, he's a cutie. He's very, very, he's very tiny. He's in the 16th percentile for size. He's little. <laughs> um, but muscu- he strong, but though, muscular. He's like really muscular. Uh, yeah, randomly really jacked for a baby, I have to say. Uh, he almost rolled over multiple times, and not because he was trying to, just because he really ticked off that we were trying to change his diaper. So um, he's and he moves his head all the time. He's not supposed to be able to like control his head very well right now. He controls his head like really well. So um, he actually um, he's impressing us already. He's he's awesome. Um, I I'm, I've been on cloud nine really. I haven't got much sleep the last uh, week, uh, but totally on cloud nine. Uh, the one thing I could think of and it just kept making me think about God is that um, you know our church teaches that like you know our it's an imperfect analogy, but our, our the nuclear family like mother father child is a model of the holy trinity well how do you know that well the father loves the son jesus infinitely jesus the son takes that love and gives it perfectly back to the father and that love is so strong that it is a third person the holy spirit um i remember looking at my my son in the hospital and just thinking to myself like wow he did not exist nine months ago this is literally a a result of the love between me and my wife how good is god that he would actually take model us after the trinity you know a husband loves the wife the wife takes that love and gives it back to the husband and that love is so strong that it actually is a third person right you know how yeah. good is our god that he take flawed human beings like me and my wife and bring this beautiful gift of life out of it like who you know man like he, he he literally was just just a thought in god's mind 10 months ago so it's just absolutely unbelievable to think that way uh, have a whole new appreciation for parents now too. Um, the love of a parents for a child is so strong. So I've been thinking about God, our Father, how much He loves us, because we're all just little reflections of that. It's been amazing for me. Um, so I, well, for anyone out there that's listening, that maybe you uh, you're married, uh, have kids. <laughs> Everyone tries to say like have pets instead and stuff like that because they're easier. 
yeah, pets are great. We love pets and everything. Um, but man, like kids are nothing can replace a little human being with you. It's a lot of work, tons of work. Actually, it's been a week and I'm wiped. I mean, today I am wiped out. I got up four times last night. Um, once cause the dog like pooped all over, but outside of that is also <laughs> not the baby. It was the dog. No, it was the dog, but the baby pooped too. So I had <laughs> cool. to, I had, yeah, multiple accidents, but, um, it's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's just beautiful. You know, it's, it's, it's like to have to bring the gift of life to the world is the, one of those beautiful tasks and gifts that God can give us in this Absolutely. world. I, he, I think he is a really cute kid. Yeah, I got to got to hand it to you there. You and Karen. Did well, a he's good got job. good genes on his dad's <laughs> side. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's mostly his mom. I'm sure. Dan, what that. did the nurse say when, when he was just born? What were her exact words? Cause you, uh, you texted it to us. If you um, can't, I'll remind you. Yeah. What was it? That he's oddly active and pleasant. Oh yes. Oddly and who active does that remind you? That of? sounds a little bit like Dan. <laughs> just, just, oh just a little, just um, a little. Actually, every single one of the doctor's appointments that that Karen had when she went to the uh, doctors before, like the doctors kept saying, he's so active, he's so active, he's like doesn't yeah. stop moving around. I'm like, oh no. Wonder where he got that gene. <laughs> Great. Great. Apple so, doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, you know. Yeah. That could be a gift and a curse. So. <laughs> so one more small talk. We'll keep this one quick before we get to our topic, which is why doesn't God talk to me? But we just put out a video on YouTube, and this video was an an editing masterpiece Rocco did such a good job with this we did a clone video of atheist Dan versus Catholic Dan and they had an argument against each other so if you want to find that video go to our YouTube it's our most recent and subscribe to us and click the bell and Rock do you just want briefly just want to say something about that video that maybe anything uh, the editing process or I think it was our most like innovative work um I've never really we've never really done anything like that to that like technological magnitude um i just thought it was a like a really creative idea very artistic idea and it was fun at the end of the day and that's how we want to connect with our audiences just make it like fun and casual and informal and not so serious um there were a lot of like humorous moments in that video all in all i was i was just really proud of the way it it was done. Me too, Rock. I mean, just it was awesome just to see that final product because that was a thought in our minds, and you know, it was a thought for a long time. But to finally see it on film, was and really real good. quick, yeah, I yeah. love how it had an overarching story to it. At the end of the day, it had a story. Right. It wasn't just showing off some editing technique. It had a story, which is the most important thing. I always talk about this with you guys. Story is king. And that has to be the foundation of, of everything. That's true. So, yeah. and, and if anyone had any doubts about God, in a very, very brief way, we answered a couple, yeah, right, a couple exactly. common questions that people had doubting God. So hopefully existence. we added value to, right. to our audience. Right. 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 Good. Man, well, okay. I mean, now it's time to get into the topic. I feel like we should do intro song again, but now nah, we'll skip that. <laughs> we'll skip that. All right. So what we want to talk to you guys about today is a pretty common question. And speaking of videos, in fact, this was our very first video ever. Our first video was titled, Why Doesn't God Talk to Me? And we didn't know what we were doing. It looked like a sixth grade iMovie project. You know, yeah. like all kinds of things <laughs> were just crazy and just, just not right. It is a far cry from the editing that Rock just did for the clone video. Yeah. He's come, we've all come a long way, Rock especially. Completely weirdly opposite, enough, yeah. Weirdly enough, it's our... what what. What most, successful. most successful, most video. successful, right? Most, successful. most viewed video. Six. And we're talking about the the sixth grade iMovie. Why doesn't God talk to me? Not right. the clone one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we figured that we we would talk about that more in depth. And you know, a lot of people ask this question. They say like, okay, well, like if God's real, then how come He doesn't just appear in front of me and talk to me? And that's literally what I say in the beginning of the video. But it's true. I remember being younger and worrying about that. I thought like, okay, if God exists, if He's out there somewhere in the universe, 
then why doesn't he just show up? Like I'm talking to him, <laughs> like, like, where is he? Like yeah. nothing's happening. So that used to kind of plague my mind, but there's, there's a pretty good answer to this as, as to why he won't do that. Um, and one of the, the reasons that is, is something I didn't understand until recently is the fact that that would completely violate our free will. Like, let's say Jesus appeared in the middle of Times Square and, you know, yeah. people whipped out their smartphones and this was mm-hmm. all over TikTok and Instagram and people were like, hey, look, it's Jesus. He's real. That would change all of our lives. Yeah, you might say for the better, like, oh, yeah, okay, because great, because we know that he's real. But how many millions or maybe even billions of people would only follow him now out of fear? Out right? of fear. Because yeah. their hearts yeah. didn't, weren't really connected to him in the beginning. Exactly. They want him to exist, so they're only forced to worship him now out of fear. Right. Out of like, oh, he's there, I better be good, which is the exact opposite of how God works. God works through love, through humility. He was born in a stable. Same right. dude that was born in a stable next to like animal poop. You really think that he's going to appear in Times Square and show off to everybody? Absolutely not. Right. So I kind of feel like one of the ways that God works is he gives us just enough proof to where we kind of have to make, um, I don't want to say the word jumps, but we kind of have to bridge the gaps like with faith. You know, you can know that God exists just through logic and reason. And a very simple fact is the fact that everything needs a creator. Like the, I'm holding a pen right now in my hand and it didn't just appear out of nowhere. Like someone had to make that pen. Um, so we know that we weren't here just, just by chance, and we believe that God was the one that put us here. So that kind of takes away any doubt. But there's still room for the other side, like where you can kind of you have to make a choice. You have right. to either have faith that he exists or faith that he doesn't exist. So if he just appeared, that would just totally, totally just change all of our free will. Um, yeah. So then what I want to talk about next is, so how do you hear him? How, how do you, how do we hear God? So if we, if we try to reach out to him and he's not answering us, then like, then what should we do? What yeah. should we do next? Well, it's really interesting. You mentioned this aunt. He said like, where is God? Why does he just show up? The weird thing is even though he won't show up in our personal lives, like as another person in our ear, because that would totally like freak us out to the point where we would feel forced to be good instead of be good because we love him and because we feel it. He did show up. He showed up 2000 years ago yeah. and he did it perfectly. Like he showed up 2000 years ago, started a church People saw him, people met him, people talked to him. He did all kinds of miracles. He resurrected from the dead, preached nothing but love and good things and, and kind of set, a, set us all straight as to how we need to live, ascended back to heaven, and now his church speaks for him. But the reason he's, he's going to speak through his church, now people in the church are very flawed, but the church teachings, you know, the church doctrines, the sacraments especially, the Bible, the reason he chooses to speak through these things now and through other Christians now is because it's it's more it gives you more of a choice to follow him or not, you know. Instead of f- appearing right in front of you, freaking you out, I'm right here. You better be good. Even if he was, he could be the nicest person ever. He could appear next to you and just say, "Hey, I'm like right here, and I'm gonna be like really nice." And because he's there, breathing down your back, no matter how nice he says he is, people would still not obey him for the right reasons. They'd mm-hmm. obey him because they were freaked out, yeah. right? Um, so what's he gonna do? He's gonna appear two thousand years ago at the perfect point in time, the perfect place, all providentially guided by his well, his providence, <laughs> his plan, <laughs> and now he's going to speak to the church. Now the church is here, and you have a choice. It's like, okay, God's not going to make you feel like he's breathing down your back, but he has completely revealed himself to the world. Everything we need to, this is an official Catholic teaching, everything we need to know to be saved, to get to heaven, has been revealed through Jesus Christ. Like, if you study the Bible, you study Jesus' teachings, you pray on your own, you receive the sacraments, you literally have everything you need to go to heaven. This doesn't mean we know everything there is to know about God, in reality, God is so big and infinite that the human mind can only understand like maybe one billionth of a fraction of a percent of how right. much you can actually understand about God. But that one billionth that Jesus has shown us is all we need in our lives to get to heaven. 
So I want to play devil's advocate for a second with you, Dan. Um, so I know one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is fear of the Lord. So aren't we supposed to be afraid of him? Aren't we like if he appears and shows up and we're afraid, isn't that good? No. <laughs> uh, I know that it's not good. Yeah. But I just, yeah. You, uh, you want a healthy, a healthy fear of hell. And when I say healthy fear of hell, it's like, I don't mean like I'm scared of hell. It's like hell's real, of course. And the way I think of fear of the Lord is like you love him so much and you see clearly what he's done in the world and in your own life to such an extent that you it scares the, the idea of offending him. The idea of scares just going you. against him scares yeah. the crap out of you. Not because he's scary or because you're scared or because he's breathing down your back like we just said, but because you you see clearly how much he loves you. You see clearly what he's done with the world. You see clearly what he's done with the saints and what he does in the sacraments and what he's done with the church and what he's done with the Bible and what he does in your own heart and mind. You When you feel that and you sense that, man, the idea of going against that absolutely freaks you out. Um, and the idea of losing him for all eternity, like you, not because you're scared of hell, but because you love him so much, the idea of not having him for all eternity should scare you a little bit. He's so loving. I mean, think about it. Heaven is literally what we're made for as people. Like the deepest desire of every single human heart is God, and that's fulfilled in heaven. When you're in heaven, you are going to be happier and more feeling more loved and, and just more content than you could ever possibly imagine. Content's not even the best word, just ecstatic. And the idea of losing that, that should scare you because you sure. know how much he loves you, not because he's like a mean old dude that's going to just hit you on the head because you're bad. Right. And I like to bring math into this equation uh, because let's say you are afraid of God. Like you have the improper fear of the Lord. Right. And then you act well because of that. That's like taking a math test, maybe in like seventh grade algebra. Mm. And it's like getting the right answer with the wrong work. That's a perfect like, analogy. I never thought yeah, of that. Yeah, it's like you still, like, let's say you do that on 10 questions on a 10-question quiz. You're going to get a 100. Right. But, like, you didn't do it the right way. So, like, yeah, you still might get to heaven by that. Like, you still, like, maybe you don't you don't sin mortally. Like, you avoid anything evil, but you do it out of just straight-up fear. Right. It's good. You know, it's like a step in the right direction. But the best thing to do would be getting the right answer with the right work, which would be acting well because you love God, like because you want to be with him and, and you fear in a healthy way losing him for eternity. Another way I, looked, I like to look at it is like my friends. Like I think of you guys, like you guys are some of my best friends. They have one other best friend, Ryan, that we always mention. Um, but like, I w don't want to offend you guys. Like, you know, so like I have a healthy fear of offending you. Right. It's a great and, analogy. And like, I don't yeah. wake up and say like, Ooh, like how can I like <laughs> just ruin rocks day and let me right, just rock right. a call. And like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what, that's not how we live. So at like, the end of the day, we try to honor one another and respect one another. Right. So how much the greater... thought of not doing that? You're right. Exactly. It's a great point. How mm -hmm. much greater, you know, should we honor our God? Yeah. Perfect. Dan, real quick on, on a lighter note. Um, and you talked about this and why doesn't God talk to me? Can you share this story of the kid in the classroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you go watch the video, like I said, our first video, it's it's a good, it's a as much as the editing wasn't, you know, the best, and our our we weren't polished enough, you know, all three of us. It still has like we give some pretty good pointers in it. The one story I do tell is uh, a kid in my class in seventh grade homeroom. We were waiting for the buses, PM homeroom, and the three of us were talking about God, me, him, and another kid. And uh, like, do you believe in God? And I was like, yeah, I, th I think I believe in God. Like, sure, maybe, you know. And then the one kid was like, yeah, I believe in God, but, like, I don't. <laughs> and I was like... And those were his exact words exactly. in the oh, video, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe in God, but, like, I don't. It's like, what? And then he goes, well, I mean, okay, I believe in God, because, like, where did all this come from? But at the same time, uh, all right, watch this. God, turn off these lights. And then the lights didn't turn off, and he looks at us like, see, you know? But, like, 
Man, if, if, it's a good if, argument. Well, at the time, in seventh grade, that blew my mind. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like he exists. Did but you he have? Did could you refute? Did you refute that then? Not not at the time. I didn't know what the heck to say back then. But um, now it'd be like, you know, just carried on with your day and just that I was. I carried that. on with my day. I thought oh, I'll figure that out later, and I did. And God did show me exactly what happened later. You know, and just took about you know seven or eight years later. But um, basically, the reason that God won't turn off the lights is because he he's <laughs> that would mean he's like our pet. You know what right. I mean? Like, oh, God, do this, and he does it. God, or do that, ma- and he does it. Or a magician. It. Like yeah. a magician, right. God does not show off. He wants you to find him through humility. He wants you to find him through love in your heart, through getting rid of your sins. That's the best way to do that is going to confession. Through seeking him through genuine humility and prayer and love. Thinking, seeking him through <laughs> thinking, seeking him through scripture, right? Seeking him through, through of course, like the Eucharist. Like, that's how you find him. It's a deep, deep humble relationship yeah it's not this god you better do this or i'm not going to believe in you like god doesn't you know he, he doesn't negotiate like that you know how like the u.s doesn't negotiate with terrorists at least we're not supposed to <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like god doesn't deal with people in ways like that god show show yourself to me right now or else i'm gonna do this like he doesn't he he's not gonna do that right. it's just not the way he he works he's so much bigger and better than that he wants you to find him the depths of your soul now here's what i will say if you are seeking him for the right reasons if you're humble about it, if you seek deeply for answers and you're humble and you're not like playing devil's advocate with him, you're not angry at him, you're not doing it with a deep sense of doubt and you ask him for a sign and you say, God, please give me a sign. Help me understand this. Help me understand that. And you mean it with all your heart and you do it humbly. And at the end of the prayer, you, you, and you mean this too. You say, but I trust you in the end, God. You know, whether you give me the sign or not, I trust you. Usually you get the sign. He yeah. will give you signs, but your heart has because to be in the right. Because your intentions are pure. Exactly. Yeah. Your heart's got to be in the right, humble, trusting place. And then he actually does give you a sign. This happened to me last night. Um, I was uh, I was actually, my, I lost my grandpa on my dad's side a couple months ago. Um, I was at my mom's side, my grandmom's house um, yesterday. We were showing the whole family the new baby. And um, I was thinking about my, my mom's dad, grandpa, who had died 10 years ago. And... Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting to feel this, but I was looking at some pictures and I really decided, I really thought I was, man, I miss him a lot. It's been, it's been 10 years. I really miss him. You know, he's a great, humble, awesome dude. Um, and you guys know him, you know, awesome person. And I really was like, man, like I really miss him. And later I got home and it, and I was just kind of praying and I was thinking how much I miss my grandpa on my dad's side who just passed away. And I miss my grandpa on my mom's side who I was thinking about earlier. And I thought to myself, like, God, like, I know that we live after we die. I know we live on after we die. But, like, how do I know for sure that, like, I'm still me when I die? That, like, I'm going to know who I am and I'll just get, like, absorbed back into you and just, like, forget who I am. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do I know I'm going to maintain my identity and also definitely live on after death? How do I know that? And I said, God, and then something said, well, don't let these doubtful thoughts get into you. Nip them in the bud. Pray right now. So I did. I literally bowed my bowed my head. And I said the hardest prayer I said all day. I said, God, and it was when something like this in my mind, I trust you. I know your resurrection's true. I'm going to trust you no matter what. Um, for the sake of my soul, just for, I would like, like to ask if it's, if it's your will, I was super humble about it. I said, please give me a little sign or help me reaffirm my faith that our souls do move on after, after we die, that our consciousness completely moves on when we die. Because I do miss my two grandpops. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to like, like to know, like, what, what, what are they doing right now? Like, mm-hmm. or, how can I be sure they're really them still, you know, in a spiritual way? And I said, but I trust you in the end. And I left it with a sense of peace. I left that prayer saying, I yeah. trust you, God, and I had peace in my heart. I literally walked downstairs. I checked my phone in the group chat we have. 
um, Ryan, his, his wife, sent an article. I hadn't seen it until I checked my phone. This is, like I said, minutes after this prayer. I looked down, and the article was about that building that just collapsed in Miami. We should definitely pray mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. A family um, had gotten 16 calls from their grandparents' landline on the third floor of that building, which has since collapsed. So their grandparents were living in the third floor of this building in Miami, the condo. The whole thing collapsed, including the landline. They're missing. They're unaccounted for. It means they have probably, unfortunately, passed. Yet their family has been getting missed wow. calls from that, or getting calls from that number ever since 16 of them since that happened. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. It's a miracle. That's like a sign that they are still around in some spiritual way. I'll tell you one more thing, guys. It's going to blow your minds. That happened with my grandpa that I was thinking about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. The day after he died, the day after he passed away, um, my uncle Gabe, a friend of his, got a phone call from his cell phone uh, with nobody on the other line. The weird thing is he had died the day before, and number two, he had lost his cell phone months before he died. No wow. One wow. wow. So that exact thing actually happened with my grandparents. And then I look, I ask for that, I say that prayer, and then, and then, um, you know, in the group chat, an article is sent with that exact same situation. This building collapses and 16 missed calls from their grandparents. Guys, you can't make that stuff up. It was an immediate answer to my prayers, and I believe it's because I asked with peace in my heart. I asked saying, God, I tr- no matter what, I trust you, man, because our doubts – if we're angry and doubting and like our, that confusion is at the source of our prayer, God's happy we're reaching out to him. He's always happy we do that. But it's almost like that doesn't come, that doubt doesn't come from him and it almost blocks the graces we're going to receive. Right. So, so, my, so I'm going off a long tangent here in my, my monologue here. But basically my point is if you seek God with the right intentions in your heart, even if you have some questions, he sometimes answers them quickly and fast. That's happened to me many times. At the end of the day too, like – uh, you know, with regards to all of this about just showing up and performing miracles. Um, <laughs> he, first of all, the Lord, he did do that. And they still, their hearts were still hardened. Right. And they, they couldn't see past their own, like literally their own blindness. They just, they wanted more and more. And, and, and the Lord said, you see with your own eyes, yet you don't believe. Right. So, the you know the byproduct of every miracle should be a relationship which is what the lord was doing in the in the gospel passages right and they just refused to see it all out of their stubbornness so yeah honestly the best example of that was john chapter 6 verse 66 the yeah. eucharist jesus says unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you don't have life within you and they all looked at each other and said how could this be and he he doesn't stop me. He just looks at him and says, is this weird to you? Is this, he's such a, Jesus is such a boss. <laughs> I really might write a book, Mike Drop Moments of Jesus. But Jesus looks at them and says, like, is this weird to you? Right. Like, wow. Like, God wasn't afraid of anything. Yeah. Um, and then he says it like four more times. And then he loses half of his disciples there. John 6, 666, 6, 6, John chapter 6, verse 66. People couldn't handle the Eucharist. They didn't want to trust him. They wanted to mold God in their own way, and they left. Right? And then what does he do? He turns to the apostles and says, do you want to go too? <laughs> like, yeah. wow, you know, um, so that makes us feel better that, you know, when it comes to winning souls, if you don't win someone's soul by evangelizing, maybe you didn't do anything wrong. Some, I mean, even Jesus himself, people walked away from. Right. That's a good point. Um, so let's say we have someone who maybe they've been into their faith for a little while. They're taking these things seriously. Maybe they're going to mass every week, maybe even praying the rosary here and there. But maybe they haven't had a direct encounter with God. Like, I think all three of us have been at this for maybe 12 years. So we've all had moments where we felt God really closely, where we had very quick answered prayers, like Dan yesterday, as he just said. And Rock, I know that's happened to you, especially with a license plate story that you told us mm-hmm. in a prior podcast. 
But like, so we've been blessed in this, in this field to be able to fear, to feel God when we pray to him, not all the time, but at least sometimes. And that kind of keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to give it my first piece of advice on how you can at least start to hear God. And I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to spend time. You just have to, you just have to put in the time. And it's not just going to mass for an hour, for an hour a week. It's not just reciting the rosary. Right. It's like you need to sit down and literally make that your objective, that you want to try to connect to God. Right. And if, you, if you're not doing that, then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. Right. He's not going to come smack you on the head when you're rocking out to a CD or when you're playing <laughs> mm-hmm. Battlefield or, or Call of Duty or something. <laughs> like, or if you're scrolling on your phone, it's not going to happen. Like, you have to objectively put yourself in a situation in which you can be reached by him. And the way to do that is to spend time and to cut distractions. I would also say, and you mentioned the rosary and mass, like, and when you do the rosary and mass, because those mm-hmm. things are so important, put your heart into yeah. it. Don't just say, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to do it because I'm Catholic and that's what Catholics do. Like, actually meditate and actually let that stuff into your soul. Let the goodness of those mysteries, the joy, the, the peace that comes from those mysteries enter into your soul and change it. You're right. You're right. And next, Dan, I want to let you say the next point, because in the video, again, you can find on YouTube, titled why doesn't god talk to me yeah um we kind of gave you these little points so the, the point that i just gave was number one and that's spend some time and cut out distractions so dan you want to get point two yeah weirdly enough i was just actually going to say this um it's to remove remove sin from your heart uh confession is the best way to do that the tried and true catholic way to do it um honestly like if you have someone like like a perfect example is unforgiveness let's say you don't forgive i i'll tell you one uh, cool story there was a friend of mine who um we would go to adoration together sometimes. And, um, and I noticed that this girl, um, we would go in groups and she, we, we'd all sit down for adoration. And like, I would notice everyone's like feeling the Holy spirit, like just so happy to get deep into prayer with him. Like some deep peace was entering into our hearts through this Eucharistic adoration. And I noticed she would pray for like three minutes or so, two minutes. And then just like, she would just look at her phone she'd be jumpy. She'd be restless. And I'm like, man, like, God, why aren't you getting through to her? Like, she's trying to kneel down and pray like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Why isn't she feeling it the same way we are in her soul? And I found out there was people she really needed to forgive in her life. What happens is that when you have sin in your heart, like I said, not forgiving someone's a really good example of this, but it could be any big sin. When you have a mortal sin on your soul, it's not like God stops loving you, but you're, you're blocking him. God's mm-hmm. love, is his grace is always trying to get in our hearts, but sin, like, it blocks it. And so it, it creates a hardness. It puts walls up in our heart, and it makes it really hard to feel God. She wasn't feeling God because she wasn't settled in her soul because there were people she needed to forgive for things they had done to her, you know? Um, and that happens for any soul, any sin. So let's say it's a big impure sin you've, you've made, or maybe it's a, you're addicted to a certain, I don't know, alcohol. It doesn't matter what it is, right? You, you stole, you, you know, you, right. you stole $10,000 two years ago, and you've, your conscience never let you get over it. Like, you got to bring them to confession and get them out. That's why Jesus gave you confession. Get the guilt and shame out, knowing that God has forgiven you. It's like those walls come crumbling down. Then you can, then you'll, I, I promise you, I, I can say this for absolute certainty, you will start to feel God. Now, our faith is not just feelings. It's a whole other mm-hmm. podcast, though, how it's not feelings. But first, for beginners, I'll just say this. It, 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 you'll start to feel him when you pray, more than you ever have with a clear conscience. So forgiveness is huge, not only with yourself, but with others. So if there is someone that hurt you really badly, and you might think that, like, there's no way you could forgive this person. Like, like oh, you don't know what this person did to right. me. Like, <laughs> I can't forgive them. Yeah. Well, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sure it was very painful, whatever it was that you went through. I'm not going to downplay that at all. But, I mean, just look at Jesus on the cross. Right. Like, one of the last sentences he said was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So they were literally nailing it's like, him. What, ex- what excuse does anyone have? Exactly, yeah. 
if what they did to him, he was able to forgive. Right. You know, what right. excuse do we have? Right. And <laughs> exactly. And that might take time, but at least be open to it. Like there's been times where I've been mad at someone for multiple years and, but you, I bring that to confession. Like, you know, I like, I, I bring it to confession and I ask God for the grace to actually let it go. And slowly over time it does. And now when I think of this person right now, there's absolutely no hatred whatsoever. And I can say that with an honest, honest heart. Mm-hmm. So definitely do your best to forgive and also forgive yourself for your sins. Because if you don't forgive your sins, if you don't forgive yourself, then that's also, that's prideful. That's prideful. Like we're all going to mess up. We're all going to make mistakes. So if you're overly obsessed with what you did wrong and you're so shocked at what you did wrong, I mean, you got to get over yourself. <laughs> right. Like, like bring it to confession and move on. Yeah. Move the on. devil can get you with scrupulosity yeah. big mm-hmm. time. Like if God yeah. forgives you, then who the heck are you to not forgive yourself? Like you're right. a jerk to yourself. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like right. th- it, that's actually a pride to think, yeah, oh, I can't. Because there's yeah. people out there that need you. Like there's people out there that once you have the Holy Spirit in your heart and you're good to go spiritually, God has planned for you to help them. And you're not helping them because you're sitting around on your, on your, on your butt just thinking, I can't forgive myself. Just right. obsessing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like get mm-hmm. like let God take your sins. You're not all that. You're a sinner like we all are. Yeah. Now get and up get and over yourself. Yourself. Yeah, now yeah. go be a At saint. The end of the day, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scrupulosity is an interesting thing. Not, not to go off on another tangent, but the, the word scruple means pebble. So, you know, I don't know if you guys ever had a pebble in your shoe. When you walk, it's all you can feel. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's so it's, small, but it makes the biggest impact in your life. Yeah, and... <laughs> And Rock, not to reveal like your struggles, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but years ago, I know that you struggled with this hard. Yeah. And it was, it's really funny because like Rock could do like the tiniest, tiniest thing wrong. Like he might've like lost his patience with his little brother. And then, mm-hmm. but like Rock would obsess over that for like a week yeah, and think that he bad. was like doomed like to eternal. <laughs> like got a lot better with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have another friend who would just like say whatever he entered his mind and, and he would sleep <laughs> yes. like a baby. Sleep like a baby. Yeah. Clear like conscience. Baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to how to hear him. So we had spent time with him. Remove sin, forgive yourself, get to confession, forgive others. And lastly, listen to the people around you, like especially your close friends. So take their advice. A lot of times God can speak through others even when we don't realize it. Um, so just be open to what are people saying to you? Does someone come up to you and say like, hey, man, like you might make a really good uh, veterinarian one day. Like maybe that's what God's will is for you. And mm-hmm. I like don't take that to the bank. Right. Because like, you know, I can go up to anybody and say anything to them. Right. But like <laughs> right. if people are saying something to you, like you can at least take it into consideration. You right. don't have to act on it. Um, yeah, if you Pray, want prayerful reflection, that yeah. happens a lot with vocations. Uh, people see a, uh, a young guy, young woman at mass and everyone's like, Oh my God, you're going to be a great priest and a great right. nun. Is okay. that what they sound like? Well, <laughs> How'd some, it go? Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, darn. Um, but people always come up to you like, Oh, you know, okay. Take into consideration. Oh, is that might, maybe that's what God's calling me to. But then in the end, you bring it to consideration, bring it to God. And then whatever you feel at peace doing, knowing you're good with God, that's where he's going to lead you. You don't do it because other people told you, but you should absolutely take it into consideration at least. Um, uh, people told me I'd make a great priest. I'm really happy married right now. I'm really happy. And that's definitely my calling. So you don't want to just go off only what they say, but like, oh, spiritual direction. Bring it to your spiritual director. A great thing to do is to get a spiritual director um this, all the saints had it. it's pretty much a spiritual doctor's checkup right mm-hmm. like every month month and a half whatever mm-hmm. a couple few weeks you go and you meet with your spiritual director usually usually it's a priest but it could be if you're a woman it could be a holy nun um i prefer i, I would always recommend a priest whether you're a guy or a girl because you could start off with confession mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he and he can help you sort out what he, what god's doing in your life you know um that's a great way to help uh, to allow god to speak to you you know to get yeah. better grip on what he's saying to you yeah and this is also with keeping in mind that the fact that what they're suggesting is good inherently good like if they're suggesting that you i don't know 
go steal like 12 beers then no don't don't you don't need to take that's a prayerful consideration <laughs> if, if it lines up with the gospel yeah exactly that's yeah, yeah. you should probably think about it but most of the time people won't ask you to do something like that so the last one the last little tiny piece of advice that we have um for how to hear god be open to signs and we already talked about that uh, you don't want to you don't want to fall into the trap and thinking everything is a sign from God. That's a word from word from our video because we've, we, we've watched our first video so many times the yeah. last two years and made fun of it so many times that we just kind of almost know it word for word. But, and, but really, you don't want to think everything's a sign from God. I mean, God became a human being. He thinks the way we think. He's not going to give you signs every two seconds, right? It's not like, oh, I tripped over that black cord. That cord's black. That means satanic. Oh, my gosh, the devil's tempting me right now. What's going on? Like, like no, no. Like, you know. God knows you're a human being. He knows you have a life. When he wants to send you a real sign, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. Like yesterday, that like the thing that happened to me, that was that was definitely a sign. He will speak to you sometimes through them, but you don't want to go looking for them all the time because remember what we said in the beginning, you just really he wants a relationship with you in your heart. So the most important thing first off is to live a life, to live the gospels, to live a life of love, of joy, of peace, a sacramental life, you know, a life trying to get over your sins, trying to pray being good to others. And then when you need it, if you ask with peace in your heart, he may actually give you some signs along the way. And so you have to be open to them. Right. Yeah, well said. So I think it's time for the Easter egg now. Now, if you're new to our, our podcast, so this is the first time you've listened. And if you've listened this long, thank you. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah, but something that we do is we hide little Easter eggs towards the end of our podcast. So the Easter egg is you have to go find this video on YouTube, again, titled, Why Doesn't God Talk to Me? And comment the word lead paint. And... and <laughs> And here's why? why. And here's why I want you to comment the word <laughs> lead paint, because this video has gotten some haters. Like a lot of people have commented some pretty hateful things oh, on YouTube, this video, YouTube on the YouTube version. video, which yeah, is actually a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing a because, like, I mean, compliment. hey, like they're the ones that searched it up. Like we, yeah. didn't, we didn't tell them to watch it. Like they right. watched it on yeah. their own. So, and they're they're searching. So literally, we pray for them. But the, the funniest one was somebody asked me if I ever drank lead paint, or I must have drank <laughs> lead paint, and it, like I didn't. But like anyway, so, so like that. Have to actually disclaim that. Yeah, just in case. So th that's the Easter egg. You comment lead paint. I'll know that it's like for a good reason, not for like a, a funny reason. So that that's our little Easter egg. Um, outside of that, just to plug our social medias again, you can find us everywhere: Instagram, TikTok, JMJ Missions, Twitter, our website, our website, jmjmissions.com. Yep, jmjmissions.com. And <laughs> YouTube as well. And lastly, I just want to give a quick little shout out to Amber. She's the religious hippie on social media, and she's been giving us a huge help lately. She's been sharing our stuff. She's been kind of advertising for us, and we're, we're growing a lot because of this. So if you want to find her stuff, just type the religious hippie into, again, all the social medias, and you'll find her. Nice. And a few yeah. other shout outs we want to give. Uh, the Basic Catholic. The basic he Catholic. helped us out. Mm -hmm. um, Latin Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Yes, Catholic. Um, there's so the good thing about the Catholic Instagram community is that like you have these big names that have a lot of followers They don't need to help anybody out But because it's the gospel because it's so important to get that out there They do and they've helped us out. So big. Thank you follow all of yes. them. right Yeah, you yeah. should definitely follow all of them and we're all on the same team at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah All right, so do you guys want to close with a prayer? Yeah, sure. let's do it in the name of the Father and of the Son, Son and Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit Amen, dear Lord. I just ask that you bless anyone who is listening to this podcast. I ask that you let them know that they are loved, uh, that they know that you're real, that your existence is there, that your presence is right there with them. And I ask that you cover them in your most precious blood. And Mary, I ask that you keep all them under your mantle. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. <laughs>